Hey there, firm owners. I'm Ryan Lozanis, and you're listening to the Future Firm Accounting Podcast, the place where you'll get one actionable lesson each episode to help systematize your accounting firm so you can earn more while working less. Before we get started, here's a word from our sponsor. Cloud accounting firm owner Jordan Sublette had an extremely hard time finding staff for his growing firm. He overcame this by sourcing quality talent at a fraction of the cost in the Philippines. Now he helps other firms like yours quickly find offshore team members through his cloud accountant staffing company. Head to www.cloudaccountantstaffing.com slash future firm to see how he can help you today. Getting into today's episode, I wanna talk to you about something that keeps many of us up at night, capacity. We're all swamped, right? The work just keeps rolling in. And while that's great for the bottom line, it's a nightmare when it comes to finding the people to actually do the work. I remember when I was running my own firm, I ranked this problem as numero uno on my list of challenges. I mean, just finding quality talent was like finding a needle in a haystack. Everyone's fishing in the same tiny pond and the competition is fierce. I managed to crack this nut a bit by going virtual with my team spread across Canada. This was at a time when virtually no firms were doing this, so I got first dibs on a wider pool of talent who were drawn to the flexibility of the model. Fast forward to today, and it's not the unique selling point it once was. The game has changed. Now, the market expects this flexibility. So, what was once an advantage is now table stakes. On top of that, not only is it hard to find talent, but it's also become a lot more expensive. Salaries have shot up, and if you want quality, you gotta pay for it. So to sum it up, many are in a bind. It's tough and pricey to add capacity by sourcing talent in today's market. The solution I've found is simple but transformative, offshoring your workforce. This isn't some trendy buzzword. It's a legitimate strategy that's been a lifesaver for me. I never offshored while I ran my firm, but I think offshoring has changed dramatically recently, and it's probably the hottest topic in my future firm Accelerate community. On my end, my current team is 10 people strong, and except for yours truly here in Canada, they're all global, most in the Philippines, one in Panama, and one in the United States. And I couldn't be happier. They're not just good, they're exceptional, resourceful, proactive, and just plain smart. So for the rest of this episode, we'll dive into the ins and outs of managing an entirely offshore team based on my own experience. Let's jump into it. First, let's clear up some terminology. You've probably heard of both offshoring and outsourcing. What's the difference? Offshoring is when you hire full-time team members from another country. They recruit, hire, and manage them just like you would do locally. Outsourcing is when you contract a third-party company and they assign people to your project. Both approaches have their merits, but I'm in the offshoring camp. Why? Because I want to handpick my team. I want control over who I'm working with day in and day out. Now, why did I specifically choose to offshore to the Philippines? Two words, language and experience. The English proficiency is impressive and they have a deep talent pool cultivated from years of business process outsourcing. But don't get me wrong, I'm not married to one location. If the talent's there, I'm interested, wherever there might be. So you're probably wondering, how do I actually make this offshoring thing work? Well, let's get into it. Firstly, you've got to respect cultural differences. Take the Philippines, for instance. People there are generally more reserved. 
As an example, I've found that many are uncomfortable with webcams during meetings, so I don't force it. Those that want to, use them, and those who don't, they don't have to. It's not just them fitting into your work culture, it's you fitting into theirs as well. Secondly, forget about micromanaging across time zones. It's just not practical. Instead, we operate asynchronously. We do have a weekly team meeting, but it's a quick 30-minute catch-up on Zoom. For everything else, we use Missive, an all-in-one chat and email platform. Thirdly, it's all about results, not clock watching. We don't have timesheets. We focus on deliverables, the quality of work, and meeting deadlines. That's it. And this has been a huge selling point for many team members who joined me. Now let's talk money. While it's true that offshoring can be more cost effective, I'm not trying to cut costs to the bone here. Most of my team members were overworked and underpaid in their past jobs. So I offer standard work weeks, unlimited vacation policies, and above market salaries. Why? Because they're not cogs in a machine, they're people. Fifth on the list, if you're focusing on a specific country, consider a local manager. My director of operations is from the Philippines and she's invaluable in bridging cultural gaps and nuances that I might miss. Previously, I had an operations manager in the US managing the Filipino team and you could see there was a disconnect. Lastly, be curious about each other's cultures. I share snippets of life here in Canada via videos or pictures I share on Missive and ask questions about local customs and holidays during our meetings. It's a small thing, but it adds a layer of connection that goes beyond work. When it comes to recruitment, we are sourcing talent ourselves via various job boards and channels, but what has worked very well is also referrals. Since we have a great atmosphere, Many are happy to refer people they know, and probably a quarter of our team has come from referrals where we pay referral bonuses. That said, there's nothing wrong with using an offshore agency either. I know many members of my community are happy doing so, and it does save a bit of headaches through trial and error. So that's a glimpse into how I manage my 100% offshore team. I know it's scratching the surface, but I hope some of these points help. If you want to see how our 700 plus members of our Future Firm Accelerate community are managing this aspect of their firm, we have an amazing forum discussion taking place right now where members are sharing their experiences offshoring what's worked and what hasn't. So if you're not already a member of our Future Firm Accelerate online coaching program, be sure to check it out at www.futurefirmaccelerate.com. So that's all for today. Hopefully today's episode helped and I'll catch you in the next one. Take care.